0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Tom from Synergy Health and Performance out of Chester in the UK. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show. How are you today?
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's raining here as usual in the UK, Mm -hmm. but uh, we get used to it.
1: It's raining here in Texas too, so me too. (laughs) But besides that, I'm doing good as well. I'm excited to have you on. Um, But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run Synergy Health and Performance, first tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place.
2: So I qualified as a personal trainer in 2011. And like most people just went straight into like your classic commercial job. I actually started at like the lowest rung. So in the UK, we call it a leisure attendant. Not there's anything wrong of that, but basically it was just a glorified cleaner and towel folder. And then from that, obviously wanted to move to gym instructor where you take inductions and then you can start freelancing as a personal trainer on the side of that. And then most people will work their personal training hours up and their gym instructor hours down. Um, I actually carried on because I got like an assistant manager role in a gym so the pay was a little bit better and I could personal train during my work hours as long as I gave a cut to the gym and then I think every every personal trainer in my opinion has a dream of opening a studio so I just put as my life goals I want to open a gym by the time I'm 30. I was getting like late 20s and It just wasn't going to happen by accident. I'd built up like enough clients that I could go. I'd actually already gone fully freelance. So I'd left the gym as an employee, but I was still at the gym, self-employed, but full time, just doing my own clients. Um, So I just started to look for premises. And then one came up that looked like too good not to have. Chester's quite limited on like available property within a reasonable range um so it was actually probably two or three year, uh, years earlier than I would have liked to have done it I didn't feel ready at all but I couldn't let the uh lease go so I just signed and went for it
1: definitely I love that story you really started from the bottom and then saved and worked your way up to owning your own place that's yeah. a testament to your entrepreneurial spirit I would say um yeah but how do you describe synergy, health, and performance to someone who's never been in before? What's like your elevator pitch for the gym?
2: So I'd say we're like a semi-private training studio. So our goal is to give you a personal training experience, whether you're doing a group class or actually doing a one-to-one. We run personalized, semi-tailored group sessions. So that's still open to the public. Anyone can come to them on a timetable. And then outside of those hours, we are a personal training studio we have a few other add-ons like sports massage and the the reason it's called synergy health and performance Um, obviously the word synergy means things coming together so we're trying to cover all aspects of health and fitness so we have uh, yoga classes to cover your mobility we have strength classes to cover your strength elements then we have the rehab side of the sports massage and then also the social side our gym will do social so we'll do like a monthly social and trying to build a community so that's kind of encapsulated in our name
1: okay i love that totally like full service from strength to yoga to rehab to massage that's awesome Um, okay so that leads me to my next question is how many members are you serving right now
2: so i've got some numbers here i listened to one of your podcasts and i heard you ask this so um we actually only have uh 14 like full monthly members which is the lowest we've had, our monthly memberships took a massive hit with COVID. Because if you give people like a two-year break, although we did keep a full online class table, um, timetable, because we offer like a block Um, you can buy like a block of credits to classes and a pay-as-you-go then people tended to switch over to that um, over the two years and it like sent us from like 30 plus right down to 14 so that's actually been a struggle however the block members we have like 40 plus people with like credit packs that will still spend them on classes and then it's hard to quantify how many pay-as-you-go people we have so I'd say on the whole, let's call it like somewhere between 50 to 100, you know, regular attendees for the group classes. That's not included in any of the personal training clients.
1: Okay, gotcha. And then what does your space look like? How many square feet is it?
2: Oh, what is it? Uh, I'm going to do it yes. in meters just because I have a better perception. <laughs> that. Um, it's probably maybe... Ten meet, uh, Yeah, 10 meters down one side by probably 10 by 10. It's roughly a square, 10 by 10 meters. Um, you can fit 16 in for like a yoga class and maybe 12 plus the instructor in for like a barbell-based class. Um, and that's really our... Capacity. If you're going to use barbells, we can only fit 12. And we've also got the equipment around the edges, if that gives you an idea.
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you. I'm not familiar with meters, but... <laughs> I think I can understand. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you're sitting at about 100-ish members um, total. So is that somewhere where you want to stop at? Or are you looking to hit the gas and really add some new faces to the gym?
2: Um, I, I don't know if we want We definitely want to add some new faces, but like packing it with loads of people. So I think let's say we're running classes at around 50 to 70% capacity right now we should i would like to run our like class capacity closer to you're never going to hit 100 so let's say at least like 70 to 100% um fully booked classes so yeah we definitely want to up the members for that but we don't we still want to keep the product relatively bespoke so I, if we had high demand we'd either add some classes or maybe even just up our price point slightly um so the goal is not to like flood it, but definitely, you know, if we've got spare spaces and classes, obviously we want to fill them.
1: Gotcha. So what are you doing right now to help fill up, fill up those classes?
2: Um, we have the classic social media channels. Um, I'd say actually we've kind of don't do Facebook anymore, if I'm honest with you. Um, it's just people don't seem to use it as much. Instagram, the gym is very visual, obviously, like the equipment, the exercises. So Instagram works better for us um, as like almost like a shop window of people um, who want to like have a look at who we are, what we're about. So our Instagram page is fairly active um, in that we have like regular content in there. But to be honest, our main uh, focus is Google. Um, I hired someone to do some SEO for us. Uh, search engine optimization, if anyone doesn't know what that is. So, basically, helping you rank higher on Google, um, only really looking at Chester. So, just ranking in Chester specifically, we don't try and go outside of that. It's just there's no point to us. We don't sell an online product at the gym. So, ranking higher on Google for the search terms has been our priority. And that's been the most effective thing I've done as well.
1: Gotcha. How many people do you think come in like per month from Google? Do you have a way to track where your leads come from?
2: Um, yeah, we can see it through the, well, we can see clicks on like, you can see submissions through the contact form on the website. So, um, probably, probably get about two personal training, one to two personal training inquiries a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but actually they're quite high end products. You know, the average probably lifespan of a PT client might be like two plus years once they come. So that's quite a high spend per customer. So that's pretty good. And we do really well through google for personal training classes wise all the bookings will come through the website to some extent Um, so everyone that joins basically at some point either comes through instagram or the website we don't have many other sources other than maybe someone bringing a friend
1: gotcha okay and then on those one to two like leads per week for personal training how many of those convert to clients
2: probably like um, if they show up to the consultation, um, so sometimes you just lose them in the messaging, like you'll message them times. Um, but if they actually walk in the door, I, I reckon we're on like 95% conversion, maybe close, yeah, maybe more. I'd be, yeah, nine, at least 95% on the conversion rate if we can just talk to them and get them in the studio. But we probably lose like one in four just through the back and forth of they're just being flaky about not turning up or not replying.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you use any sort of like automated systems to communicate or is it all like personal
2: through you or your trainers? Uh, Once they're a member, we'll use our like gym management software um, and we can contact them and do some automations through that. But um, we don't use any like link to the website. It's quite, the personal training is fairly personal. They'll tell us their goals and then we're like, oh yeah, we can help you with that. We've got a great trainer, so-and-so. So the way our like, our system works is someone will like message the Synergy main site asking for a personal trainer like or a personal trainer that's recommended by us and then I'll look at our trainers and match them with the like best suited ones to their goals so it's quite hard to automate that sort of tailored approach
1: yeah definitely that makes sense um, so what would you say is the biggest bottleneck you're facing right now in getting your classes
2: full um, I, the biggest problem I've had recently was actually um, just getting good trainers that are reliable. I, I, that's actually been a big challenge. Um, if I run all the classes myself, I can get like high attendance, but it's just not realistic. And then other aspects of the business die, you know, no marketing is going to happen. No new ideas are going to come out. Um, and I have some really great trainers as this is nothing to the trainers I have, but just getting some more trainers like trying to find people to work weekends regularly. That's a big challenge. Um, and another challenge is also because we do personal training and group fitness at the gym Peak times for personal training are also peak times for classes, and we don't have uh, the space to run both simultaneously. But as far as a marketing point of view, um, we're not great on Instagram in getting like big reach with our posts, to be honest. So I'd say we are good at Google and ranking high. If you type in personal trainers, Chester, um, then we should come up in the top you know, one to three results, which is pretty good considering Chester's a big city and the size of our space. But um, yeah, with any anything outside of Google, I'd say we have like a slightly below average, like following size.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So let's go back to that. So you're training, you're also doing marketing yourself. Like what are all the hats that you wear as a business owner?
2: Oh, a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, i I'll, I'll, I'm a personal trainer. Now that's I'm busy as a personal trainer, so I I don't take on new clients, but but I've been doing it for 12 years. So for me, that's like I live off the personal, or I've been able to live off the personal training income. And then the gym, there's no pressure on the gym. I can just build that. Obviously, it can't lose money, but there's been no pressure to make a big income off that. Now, that's nice, but it's also a hindrance on the growth of the gym so lately i've been trying to reduce my personal training hours in order to focus more on the gym and also on some of my online things like youtube channel Uh, we just started doing a podcast uh this week or earlier this week as well that's more linked to the synergy with the trainers just chatting about training um i'd say it's almost a podcast for personal trainers as well um So just to do more creative things like that. So I'm personal trainer, gym manager. I also do the classes. So I'll run some of the classes myself. I only do three a week out of our like 15 that we've got on the timetable. Uh, Cleaner sometimes, you know, like even like picking up bathroom supplies, all that stuff. Uh, I'll do our graphics and I'll do our marketing and customer service, just everything.
1: Yeah, you definitely are wearing all of the hats. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you protect, like, your energy and your, you know, like, personal time?
2: Um, not very well. If you ask my <laughs> wife, she'll agree with that. Um, I, So I... It was a grind. So at first, I just didn't. You know, the first like few years, I just didn't. I just did the six am classes. I did the you know eight pm PT sessions. Uh, you know, I'd be out handing flyers out myself. And then obviously there's the burnout of that. And then I, I, as we got more successful, I would take a step back. So I stopped doing the six am's after a while um, and just realized, look, I just can't do this. So I just got other trainers to do it um and then stop doing late pts just for i'll have to just not do the session don't take the income so i can rest so my hours have been squashed more to central in the day so i don't start until 8 a.m now that's my earliest session start time and i don't work past 7 p.m
1: good okay yeah that's good to hear i know some like when i was managing a studio clients would text me at like 10 p.m and i'd feel like i had to respond and it can be hard as a business owner separating yourself from the work so i'm glad to hear that you've set some boundaries there i think a lot of people can learn from that for sure
2: airplane mode on your phone
1: yeah yes as
2: soon as tea time hits just flick airplane mode on and then that's it
1: yes that's good advice for sure okay so another question i like to ask is if you could wave a magic wand snap your fingers and the business is right where you want it to be today what does it look like
2: I'd have um, one of my trainers that we've just taken on has another job at the moment. He'd be full time, um, paying a monthly rent to the gym. That's just a nice secure income. They the trainers can do a pay as you go where they like pay a one pay per session studio fee. So get him on enough clients to be fully monthly. I'd probably have one more full time personal trainer on top of that. Get those two trainers that have just been full time involved in running the classes so that I can maybe step back one of mine and have them running them and then boost the like session capacity up so that we have either like fully booked got a waiting list sometimes or at least 80 percent. that'll be like oh and we've got um i'm just getting in the solicitors like including another room in our lease which i'll use as like a little podcast studio and a massage treatment room so to get that up and run in with physio and sports massage as well like regularly that would be the dream scenario.
1: Yeah, for sure. It sounds like you're heading in that direction. So how would achieving all of that change your business and your life?
2: Um, I just do more of what I want to do rather than what I have to do. That's right. pretty much all it would change. And maybe uh, if it went really well, I could uh move out of my terrace house and have a garden.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's my goal too, for my dog. Nice garden. Yeah. <laughs> totally okay so as we close out the episode tell the listeners something that you wish you would have learned or heard back when you started your business like if somebody was starting a gym tomorrow what would be your biggest piece of advice to them
2: probably like be careful who you bring onto your team um your team is your business especially in a small gym so uh and if you bring a toxic influence in that can crash your whole business in fact nearly all small businesses i know that have failed or had major problems has all come from interpersonal problems rather than like any like external like like a price problem or a member's problem so yeah be careful who you take on maybe bring people on on like a uh, set like a trial basis, but have a date where you're going to sit down and review because it's really awkward to say we're going to sit down and review, but if they have already booked it in in advance, say a six-week integration period, then you've got the opportunity to say, look, you, we really like you, but unfortunately, like this space isn't available. Um, so that's a big one. And then another one from marketing is, uh, I think we spent too much time marketing like um, people that were in too good shape when we should have spent and that's still a regret I have now. Um, and that's what I want to change with my marketing is I want to advertise more realistic bodies within our thing. Because um, the barrier to walking in the door is so hard for people. And I don't think I get that because I'm not nervous to go in. It's hard for me to relate to that. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. That holds a lot of people back from coming into a new gym It's just being intimidated by the space or the community. But, yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, okay, well, tell us about your podcast, tell us about your YouTube channel, all of your socials. Where can we find you?
2: So you can find I have a YouTube channel, which I do film out of the gym. So that's one of the nice things about having the studio as not having an open gym system is that in between PT clients and that I've got it as like a private space. So I have a YouTube channel where it's mainly follow along workouts. I am branching out into some more like top five, five best and five worth chest exercise type videos. It's at Tom Pito training. Petos, P-E-T-O. Americans can't pronounce it usually. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so at Tom Peto training uh, and I do dumbbell, kettlebell. And actually my biggest thing is barbell workouts. Uh, I found not many people are doing follow along barbell workouts. Um, so that's been really good. And that started to bring in some income on there as well. Um, and then I'll sell eBooks off the back of that from a website. Just started a podcast Not actually with any like financial aspirations for it right now. I just want to spend more time doing things I enjoy. So I've started putting that on the Synergy channel, which is at Synergy Chester HP. Um, And we're about to put another episode up. So that's just been a fun project with me and the trainers.
1: Yeah, definitely. Everybody go listen to that one next. (laughs) But thank you so much. We appreciate your time today and your contribution to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing what you and Synergy Health and Performance accomplished on the road. To everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
3: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Austin from Club Fitness in Lincolnton, North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Austin. How are you doing today?
4: I'm doing well. Thank you for having
3: me. 100%. I'm very excited to have you on today to learn more about what you have going on in your facility. But before we dive into the business side of things when you first came into gym ownership what was the vision you had in mind for your facility
4: yeah um it's a good question so when i first got into ownership with the gym what i wanted is um, a little bit of something for everybody you know we want a place where anybody who's got a fitness goal can come in and find what they're looking for you know whether that be you know group fitness classes which we offer Um, cardio, free weights, uh, deadlift area, you know, kind of whatever you're looking to do. We wanted just to have a little bit of something for everybody. Okay, awesome. So it sounds like you have a good mixture there for
3: anyone who may come through your doors. So with that being said, how many members are you currently serving at your facility?
4: Yeah, so uh, uh, we're currently just up over 2,000 members right now. Okay, awesome.
3: So about just above 2,000 members. So with that, what is the square footage of your facility? We are right around 30,000 square feet. Okay, so just around 30,000 square feet with 2,000 members. Awesome. So is 2,000 members somewhere where you wanna stop at or hit the gas a little bit and get, you know, a couple hundred more or 1,000
4: more? What does that look like? Oh, absolutely not. Um, you know, 2,000 was kind of a bare minimum of where we wanted to reach. Um, you know, our, our goals are, you know, three, four, 5,000 members. Eventually we wanna grow as big as we possibly can.
3: Okay, awesome. I like that mentality, the why not more mentality, right? So, so with that, how do you currently get people through your doors? So what kind of channels of marketing do you do?
4: Yeah, so obviously right now we're in the internet age. Um, so a lot of our marketing and promotion is going to be done through internet, Facebook, Instagram, uh, things of that nature. Um, and, you know, offering uh, promotions and deals through that. Those avenues are the, the best way right now. Okay, so with the social media, like the Facebook
3: and Instagram, Do you mainly post organic content or do you also utilize the paid
4: advertising side? Uh, Yeah, we try to do a little bit of both. Um, You know, organic tends to hit more of the hometown feel. um, Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to hit there and hit that market. Um, But, you know, we want to hit the the surrounding areas as well. And the advertisement sometimes will get you there. Okay, awesome.
3: So how has your experience been with organic and paid advertising?
4: Um, You know, it's a little bit hit and miss. um, But I think that comes with the time of year as well. You know, you know, everybody's got their busy and their slow times in the gym industry. Um, And obviously during your busy times, you're going to hit a little bit more on any marketing you do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's just kind of the ebb and flow. Awesome. Cool. So in terms of
3: the Facebook and Instagram advertising, how long have you been using that, you know, side of, of, you know, inflow inflow people?
4: Um, We've been using that for a couple of years now. Um, because really, you know, that's when the internet's exploded really these past couple of years, the the Instagram and everything, the uh, influencers and all that stuff, that's, it's become kind of the way of the world. So we've kind of had to adjust and move into that, you know, instead of the door-to-door marketing that used to be with the gym industry.
3: Yeah, okay. okay. So, you know, mainly got into that because, you know, the internet is definitely the future. Um, so in terms of the paid advertising, is that handled in-house? Do you have a third-party agency? What does that look like? we have a third party that handles okay. that stuff. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so in terms of using them,
4: how has your experience been with them? Um, off and on, you know, we've had to switch, um, in between a couple of different people just because, you know, we felt like maybe we weren't getting as much out of the first company that we used. So, you know, we went a different direction. Um, we've gotten a little bit better results off this last one that we're, that we switched to. So we're happy right now. Okay, cool.
3: So in terms of the paid advertising with that, you know, agency, how many people do you think come through your door every single month?
4: Oh, on a monthly basis, how many come through? Oh man, uh, you, you're talking about just new people from the, yeah. mm-hmm. the ads? Okay, I would say just the, based off the ads, probably an additional 40 to 50 people a month. Um, that's outside of you know what we do in-house. And it's okay. from word of mouth and buddy referrals and stuff like that that we use in-house. Okay, awesome. So is that somewhere, you know, you feel
3: good about, or would you want to bring more people in as well?
4: Obviously you always want to bring in more people. Um, so yeah, we, we would like to see those numbers go up big time. Um, but you know, you're happy about any extra members that come through the door. So
3: 100%. yeah, hundred percent. So let's just say, you know, someone new comes to your door, whether that be through paid advertising or through organic, what does the process look like to turn them into a new member?
4: Yeah. Um, so our facility pretty much sells itself. Um, if somebody comes through the door, we're confident in everything that we have, um, that, you know, they're not going to find a better facility in the area. Um, but you know, we, we give everybody a tour, um, pretty comprehensive. We go through everything that we have to offer. Um, and you know, we sell value, you know, it's, it's not about, um, the price. It's about the value of of what we have.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. So in terms of your value, what do you offer to your clients? You know, that, that, influences them to stay long term
4: well um here's the thing you know fitness is not a short-term solution for anybody regardless of what your goal is you don't want to hit it and then just quit Mm -hmm. um so the thing about fitness is you're going to be somewhere permanently um just because you never want to stop fitness it's not something that ever ends for anybody um you know so basically when people get into our place they'll see that we have a little bit of something for everybody we have everything they're looking for so why would you go anywhere else
3: Good point there. I like that. Austin. So
4: at your facility, how many trainers do you currently have? Um, We've currently got three trainers on staff right now. Um, He's actually subcontracted in our facility, our main trainer, Ronnie. Um, He's awesome. He's been with us for a long time. Um, He actually took over the training company himself. So he subcontracts from us right now.
3: Okay. So he's subcontracting. Okay. So in terms of, you know, turning a person into a new member, who handles that process? Is it you? Is it someone else? What does that look like?
4: Yeah, well, as a team, we're very hands-on. So um, myself, my business partner, Rob, who's actually here with us as well, um, you know, we do a lot of that. We do have salespeople as well. Um, but um, we all have a hand in the process. You know, a lot of times we'll get Ronnie to help out as well. You know, he takes every new member through a complimentary set So Lot of benefits and uh, it's just a team effort
3: okay awesome so I know that you mentioned that you know your head trainer there is a 1099 so do you also have w-2s or what does that look
4: like of course yeah you know like any standard business we have w-2s um on our end and then obviously we've got the 1099s and the trainers okay
3: so I'm curious here why is he a 1099 and not a like a w-2
4: well, at this point, he's, he's actually not any longer a 1099. When he was a trainer for the facility, he was a 1099. Now he is his own business. So oh, he actually subcontracts. Okay. He is his own business.
3: Okay. So he rents out his own space inside your facility so that he can run his own thing.
4: Yeah. He is his own LLC. Oh, okay. Awesome. Cool. So to
3: dive into like retention and keeping him long term, do you also
4: offer like nutrition along with training or what does that look like? Um, That is something that he is actually certified in as well. Um, And that's something that he offers to everybody that he helps also. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So in terms of your facility, like inside, what
3: kind of equipment do you have there? Is it like what brands,
4: what does that look like? Sure. So the majority of what we use is life fitness and hammer strength equipment. Um, You know, we found over years that that's just, it's good, durable equipment. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of issues with it, not a lot of breakdowns, but it's, it's quality stuff. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just the best, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best equipment in the business. Awesome.
3: Okay, cool. So second to last question here for you, Austin, you know, in the fitness and gym world, there are three pillars to business. So the first being lead generation and acquisition. So getting people through the door and turning them into paying members. Second being retention. So keeping those members who pay, who are paying for the long term. Third being Ascension, so increasing the overall lifetime value of each member. Out of those three, where do you think you can prove the most on and why?
4: That's a good question. Um, let's see, you listed the three as being member retention, um, getting members through the door, and then what was the other? Ascension, so basically
3: increasing the lifetime value of each member, so upgrading their memberships, adding on anything additional to
4: have them spend more money with you. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, if anything, I would say that where we could do a little bit of work is on the Ascension end um, because we do tend to include a lot of amenities within our membership. Um, you know, and it's something that we like to do to give people that value. Um, like I said, we do sell value in here. So we give everybody um, the group fitness classes when they sign up. It's not something they're paying extra for. You know, it's something that we could do if we wanted to try to drive a little bit more revenue. It's just not something that we do currently. Okay, so last question here for you,
3: Austin. Paint me and the listeners a picture here. What are your short term and long term goals for your gym business?
4: Right. Okay. So, uh, short term, you know, we're just over 2,000 members right now. Um, Within the short term, I would say within the next three to four months, um, you know, with the way that drop off goes and adding new members, we'd like to be up over 25, 2600 members um, going through the new year and past all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, obviously, long term is to get to a place where this place is self sustainable enough that we can expand and, and move to another location as well.
3: Awesome. Cool. Well, Austin, I think it's a good place to start to wrap things up here in this episode.
4: But before we sign off, where can listeners find you on social media and your website? Absolutely. Um, so on social media, they can find us at Club Fitness Lincolnton um, on Facebook and then CF Lincolnton on Instagram as well. Um, so if they want to look us up, we'd be more than happy for them to take a look and stop on in. Um, anybody that comes in, we give a free trial. You know, We'd love to show you around and, and show you what we're about. Awesome. Well, Austin, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today
3: and sharing your insights about your gym. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
2: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
5: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Daniel with Lift ATX. Daniel, what is going on, man? Happy Monday. man How up? are you
6: feeling today? I'm good. It's a great day. It's a Monday. It's it's raining outside. It's beautiful here in central Austin, Texas. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I've listened to you alls show, listened to a few of y'all's podcasts, and I'm very excited for the opportunity that you've given me to talk about my little, little gym of Lift ATX. <laughs> yeah,
5: man. We're excited There's- to have you on, man. We appreciate you being here. And so, you know, let's start off like with a very, very basic questions. Let's give the viewers some perspective. You know, Daniel, how many members are you guys serving over at Lyft ATX? Uh,
6: currently, we're serving a couple thousand members. Uh, and that's that's happened in the last two years. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of the gym. And we, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Those are a lot of members for for a smaller locally owned gym. So a couple thousand.
5: That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm grateful. So, grateful. Uh, yeah, as you should be. As you should be. And so, you know... Uh, I'm always curious man I mean what's been the best method of getting new people and interested to come through your doors because I mean having a thousand plus members you got to have a good flow of clients coming in
6: yeah yeah well you know like um that didn't happen overnight obviously it happened very quickly but I think there's a lot of reasons behind that um when it came when it comes to like the startup of Lyft ATX was so we're located in East Austin which is like the last of like the body of Austin Texas and there were at the time in 2020 um at the time there were a lot of like boutique box gyms crossfit gyms in the area um but there wasn't a gym that existed the way lift atx is currently you know there i wanted a grimy old warehouse gym that was that that was kind of old school bodybuilding powerlifting but also kind of a hybrid uh where of the your daily enthusiasts of fitness and it, we opened up at a time when kind of the you, you, the world was starting to open up from COVID and it was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was challenging. There were a lot of challenges, uh, but we feel there was a gap that we filled and clearly I also wanted it to make it affordable uh, for the community because I'm a big community person. I've lived in this community for 20 plus years uh, prior to owning the gym. I was a teacher uh, for For almost like 19 years, 18 years, I was a teacher and a high school baseball coach. Uh, So I'm really invested in the east side of Austin, Texas. So like, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's it's a very authentically owned gym, you know, there's very, there's, everybody throws around vibes this, vibes that. So how did we get to that number? I think there was a lot of factors. I think uh, affordability was one I think what we have to offer in regards to equipment options is another I think the way that the gym is physically set up um, I basically took a warehouse and gutted it basically opened it up so like there's there's a lot of airflow um, and it's it, it's a decent size we're not huge uh, we're definitely not huge but we occupy probably like 7,000 6,000 7,000 square feet inside and then In the front of the gym, along the side of the gym, there's just like turf uh, and we have all sorts of, uh, you know, machines out there. There's an outdoor workout area. There's uh, like a jungle out there that people can squat. And so, like, I think the options uh, is really attractive. The price point is really attractive. Our social media, uh, that's probably the number one factor in regards to how people find the gym. Uh, it didn't start off like that but we got to a point where I was able to invest in people and hire a media director who's a beast shout out to Carlos fotos Gallegos he's my media director um there's also a whole other factor of like our merch line our clothing line that we did I, I was able to hire a uh, a design director that like's kind of like Yeah, there's a lot of things. But I think social media is one of the big factors that that Mm -hmm. definitely aided and helps and like just being, you hear it a lot, but being authentic as fuck is a big deal. And I think it attracts a lot of people. uh, Because I'm, I'm pretty uh, honest with who I portray myself, you know, like who I am on social media. So like, we put a lot of work into that stuff.
5: No, Daniel. It's it's tremendous. I mean, I've I've seen your social media prior. I mean, I'm familiar with you guys, so I know you guys put a lot of effort into that stuff. Do do. It's 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 essentially reinvesting into your members in a way. It's you because the the way that they can get eyeballs on you guys. I mean, it benefits them as well, right? We're also like
6: real big on supporting the whole social media and influencers. Like we support that stuff. There's a lot of gyms out there. Again, this is just my opinion and how I kind of run the business. But like, it's free advertising. You know what yeah. I mean? Like every influencer, everybody, every everybody that comes through the door that wants to film their workout and use it for their own use, like, and tags the gym, that's free marketing. So like yeah. we, we really support that. And we're always going to support that. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't like having all them, the young influencers out there filming, their filming their videos and using their tripods, but we have a good hybrid of power lifters, bodybuilders, fitness influencers, lifestyle, like CrossFitters, like, and that one of the things regarding the business, why we're going to support those, those people that do that. And we're going to share, do our very best to share as many of the stories that we can and tag, because I remember the feeling when I first got into this thing. And like, whenever I went to a gym, some of the local gyms and I would tag the gym. And I remember that little feeling I got when they shared my story and I'm like, why wouldn't I do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot yeah. of gyms that don't, that frown upon that stuff. You know what I, I mean? I know, that's true. Are, and that's fine. And that's fine. Uh, there, You know, but ours is definitely, we support that a lot.
5: Yeah. And I think uh, it's big on a, who you want to be. And that's what makes you unique. You're not a commodity compared to everybody else there. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. And so, I mean, for you, I'm curious. I mean, like, what's the bigger picture, like the next five or 10 years? What are you guys really trying to accomplish?
6: Yeah, I think... Um... My my ultimate goal, I get this question a lot, but I think I want, I want Lyft ATX to be a place that's like deeply rooted as an institution for East Austin. We've grown out of our space. We've expanded three times already, and we've and we're looking for a bigger space as we speak. Um and Austin is changing. The real estate market has changed so much. It's become a very expensive city. It's uh the real estate uh, bubble is crazy here. So like long-term uh, I want to move into a much bigger space. I want it to be in East Austin and I want it to be, I want a gym. It's kind of a crazy thought, but I want a a, a, a gym lift ATX to be like this safe space and institution uh, that's Latino owned that's embedded in the community because I do so much for the, for the community as 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 an educator in that community, I'm real big on community. So I do a lot, a lot of events. I I support nonprofits. We do fundraisers. I put on concerts. Like I do a lot of crazy things that most gym owners probably either laugh at or just like, why the hell are they doing that? But I I love the platform that we have. Uh, It's a very East side locally owned platform. I'm gonna support small businesses. And I want other people's to, I want other people in the community members to use that platform to better themselves, right? So uh, long-term would be uh, uh, definitely find a bigger gym. I would love to open up another gym in different cities in Texas, maybe one in my hometown. Um, But like right now, there's, you know, we're only in this two years, man. That's not a long time. It feels like it's been a lot longer, but there's a lot of things that I want to get more better at, at our current space. I want the members to be more comfortable. I want to add and upgrade so many more pieces to the gym. And right now we're just limited because we're, you know, we've already maximized the space as best as possible. And we've done a pretty good job, you know? So, yeah.
5: No, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And I, I think you, you guys are doing a great thing here. I think you guys have a, a lot going for yourselves. Um and, and, and so I guess, uh I, i'm always curious about this too i mean i know you're at that thousand-ish margaret a couple thousand i mean how much higher could you guys go
6: i think we're worse for the last like month or two i think we've sort of capped it in regards to space it was just like we're packed all the time when i get feedback from members i know the feedback from members it's like you're too, we're too packed parking is parking is is hard to find during those peak hours and in the morning uh and I always say, it's like, you know what, like that was never planned. Like the idea behind Lift ATX for me was supposed to be just a small grimy little gym with a hundred members of my friends and my fam- family that we could just go lift, work out and like, and, and cheesement and just drink and hang out and socialize. <laughs> that was the initial plan. So like, we didn't expect Uh, our gym we didn't I didn't never expect it to all of a sudden uh, have this amount of members I didn't expect to have this amount of growth we were lucky enough that that we were able to expand uh, into the building next door because it was available but like just to give you an idea like I was hoping that that extra space that we were connected to initially was going to stay available because it was still COVID but I thought that I was going to hopefully have those conversations after year one and it was clear that we needed to expand after month two it was like wow like we need to lock that in so um it's hard it's a lot of work to manage all those you know like I'm I'm I also didn't think I'd have 10 employees a full-time manager a full-time media director a full-time design director like so we're just like it was all unplanned so like now we're here and uh I have an awesome GM that's like, you know, that's trained the staff to handle that many members because the more members that come, uh, obviously the more wear and tear on machines, the more, the more that we got to stay on top of things. And like, but, um, I think right now we've kind of capped it. Like we, we still add members every day, but we also make it really easy because Austin's kind of a destination city. So like we may, and a lot of people move here for work and are here maybe a month or two or three months so we made it a a very simple uh for people to like cancel their members we understand that people come and go uh and and so we're adding members every single day we also lose a lot of members because people will, will come to austin work here for two or three months and then leave um but um yeah, we, we're still growing, but I think like we've kind of like slowed down a little bit and which is fine. I think that's fine because I don't know how much more we can, we can accommodate in regards to space, you know?
5: And so going into like next year, I mean, like what's your, on your agenda, in your opinion, I mean, what's your biggest area of improvement? Is it getting more people through your doors? I mean, is it, I mean, Nah, it's yeah, no, abso-
6: absolutely not it's not getting people through the doors like that's not an issue that's not a problem the problem is we need more space and we just get we get way too packed from the from peak hours from about 5 to 8 p.m every single day from about 5 a.m to about 9 9 a.m it gets really packed uh parking is it can be can be annoying sometimes so our priority right now and we're going to start making some pretty serious moves like in the next like three to five months um into like looking for a, a bigger, a bigger place to move, you know, just to a bigger location. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Totally. And I have one last question for you here, Daniel, my favorite question of the day, you know, Dan, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, yeah, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you?
6: I think that advice would be um, be very self-aware and don't try to do things that you're not capable of doing. Meaning, like, meaning, like, hire people, invest in people that have the skills that you lack. Uh, because any business owner is going to tell you, like, at the beginning, you try and do everything. You're, and you are going to do everything. You become a problem solver. You become an expert problem solver. But there's certain things that just, like, like the social media thing social media is a perfectly good example I didn't have a playbook I didn't have anything all I knew is that I wanted to be authentic and if you're gonna fuck with me you're gonna fuck with me I'm putting myself out there obviously I'm okay at talking with people I don't mind talking I don't mind being on camera or video but uh my skills are kind of limited I got to a point where I'm like I'm running out of ideas and as the gym grew as the gym grew like we're and my goal was to get to a point where we could find somebody that was an expert in that field. And we did, you know, and we did. So I think uh, uh, being very self-aware of your skills is important. I think surrounding yourself with people that are not yes people. We Everybody's got a support system, especially when you're, when you're starting a new business. Everybody's got a strong support system, I think, or at least I hope. I had a great, strong support system. But what I love the most is that I, I didn't surround myself with yes people. You know, because I'm a big, I'm a big picture, big idea, big creative. And I want to do X, Y, and Z all the time, uh, using the gym as the platform. Uh, but I need people in my corner that's not gonna be like, yeah, man, that's a dope idea. Let's do that. Like, what's I need people that are gonna be honest with me. I need people that are gonna like gonna be quick to be like, let's think this through a little bit. Let's talk about budget. Let's talk about capacity. Let's talk about resources that we have. Let's talk about what it's going to cost on the back end before we jump into into these big ideas. So I think uh, surrounding yourself with people that you trust is a big deal, keeping your circle small, but trusting that those people are going to give constructive criticism and, and provide a space that allows those people to feel comfortable Uh, when to question like your authority and to question your ideas and to so like don't surround yourself with yes people that's how that's the easiest way i can say it you want people that are going to be able to call you out and like like, hey you need to think about this a little bit more man you think that's a really good idea you know like do you really need to spend four thousand dollars on a piece of equipment you know what i mean like do you really need to upgrade this piece of equipment do you really need to sell this piece of equipment and i love that i have a staff and a GM where it's very, we communicate very easily. And like, they have no problems. Like, yeah, nah, I think we're good. I don't think you need to buy that. All right, cool. Awesome. You know, I think that's a big deal.
5: Daniel Mike drop up an answer there, man. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, but before <laughs> we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, anything at all,
6: please yeah, let dude, me follow, know. We got them all uh, follow us at lift ATS on Instagram, TikTok uh youtube we come out with vlogs uh every other week uh the story of the setup of lift atx is on youtube you just gotta search you just gotta search lift atx and you'll find a bunch of them but it it goes from the start where i get the keys and walk in and show y'all the gym and then where it is now and you'll see the progression you'll see the transition follow us on everything youtube tiktok uh facebook and instagram lift atx
5: there we go we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, Daniel, I just want to let you know how you can access the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay.
6: Thank you. Awesome.
5: Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon.